1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile
1: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Thanks for listening to the latest Football Digest podcast available on all podcast platforms. Subscribe now through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts from so you don't miss a single episode. Good morning, and welcome to the Football Digest Weekly Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. We've got lots to look back upon on the week after the Carabao Cup two semi-finals, and the magic of the FA Cup this weekend. Um, so yeah, joining me this week, are Jeremy Cross and Andy Dunn. Um, of you guys. Nice to have you aboard. I mean, there's lots to lots to go at. Um, Football-wise, as long as you're not hoping for transfer chat. So we'll get into that. Why has it such been such a quiet window? And it really has. But look, let's start with the Carabao Cup final. Um, because after the two semi-finals, we're left with a rematch from two years ago. Liverpool, Chelsea, a real heavyweight crash. Jeremy, I mean, this competition, I do think it delivers uh year in, year out, doesn't it? Do you do you prefer? An underdog. Would you prefer to Fulham Borough, or is it good to have that kind of, you know, real heavyweight clash, the shootout between Liverpool and
0: Chelsea? I want to fancy driving to Wembley to watch Fulham Borough, mate. I'll be honest with you. No, no, one or the other. Yeah, I'd always go. Listen, I think we tend That's to the way, Fulham
2: are just wonderful. So don't go down there.
0: Yeah, place. I know they played well in the second half last yeah, night, but um, I, I, well. I think they. I think we associated Romance of Cup more with the FA Cup though than the League Cup. I mean, the League Cup, it's funny because it's often become much maligned down the years and then it generates great finals, great big teams still get to the final that like we've got this year. So um, it should be a good game. Chelsea, you know, it's a... Uh, it's a big occasion for Maurizio Pochettino because he's got a chance to finally end that hoodoo and win a trophy. Um, and, yeah, it means just as much to Klopp because he didn't win a trophy last season. He's rebuilt a new look team, newish-looking team who were, you know, on for a treble this season. So there's so much at stake in that game. It should be a cracker. I fancy Liverpool to, to beat Chelsea, actually, but, you know, and if you can happen in a one-off game.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy, what do you think? Good to, good to have um, that. Here. Ash? Sorry, man? Good to have that heavyweight clash, or would you have preferred a Chelsea, Fulham, or a, a Borough? Um, you, you, you know, Borough. Yeah. I, I personally would have preferred Fulham versus Borough. Yeah, um,
1: if only because you know the, 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 there's no particular historical evidence to suggest that Liverpool and Chelsea are going to produce a classic. You know, that they, they they very rarely do. Obviously, it's been to penalties before, and you know, I don't. I I would have liked to have seen it because. I just think it's something different. You know, the problem I think with the, the Carabao Cup, and I know you're a big fan, but we've come up with a final. I mean, I mean, it shows essentially how strong the depth of Premier League squads is, in particular, how strong the depth of Premier League teams who we would class as big six or you know certainly heavyweight Premier League teams. It shows how 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 um how strong the depth of those squads are, that they can essentially play teams field their own teams throughout the competition that aren't necessarily their first-choice 11s. And, okay, I mean, Klopp's hand was, has been forced a little bit anyway by the absence of Salah and Alexander-Arnold. Um, but he can still rotate a bit. He can still play young players. Chelsea can do likewise. Um, most of the clubs can do likewise, and we can still end up with an entirely predictable final. So I, I don't think it's good for that. That's also why I would... I would personally have um the finals as one leg. I think you've got a little bit more jeopardy in that. You know, you can um so sort of normal order was restored at Stamford Bridge, wasn't it? You know, over over the two legs in a one-off game when Chelsea weren't quite on it. That could have gone either way. I think that's that should add to the to the uncertainty, to the jeopardy of a cup game. You know, I do think that a big a big six team over two legs. It's going to be, even if it's a Premier League team that is in the bottom half or, you know, what, what we would call a run below, i.e. Liverpool and Fulham. Obviously, in Chelsea's case, it's a team that are actually a division below, and they'll win out. So, to me, just a little bit predictable, a predictable final. I don't look forward to Liverpool and Chelsea to sense that it's any great occasion. I also think that, you know, these, again, are two clubs that have been to Wembley, you know, so much of a great out! I mean, Fulham have won, yeah. You know, it... it, it since Fulham will ask, you know, they're what seventy-five, something like that. But the thing is, you know, Liverpool and chelsea are there relatively so often. It doesn't really throw me, you know, fill me with any great anticipation to go and watch Liverpool Chelsea in a Carabao Cup final. You know, chances are—I mean, I presume they'll play full teams. They probably won't. You know, I mean, for example, I would have thought—I'm guessing that, that, that you know the Callahair was still playing goal for for Liverpool at Wembley. Um, in, in which case, it's a sort of reflection on the court. But, but no, uh, um, listen, yeah. I think the intrigue is that even this stage of the season, it's part of, one, it would mean a lot to Chelsea in the sense that it would mean a lot to Pochettino because we know that, you know, despite the uh, admiration for him, that, that he, 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 if someone could use a trophy in England, then it's posh. Um, and obviously, from Liverpool's point of view, it's an intrigue because, you know, even at this stage of the season, was well, someone called it this morning the, the 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 stealth quad. You know, the fact is if they win that, I'm assuming they're still in the Europa League by then. In fact, I'm not even sure they'll play the next round by then, will they? They might have. It's knockout round first, isn't it? But anyway, anyway, there is obviously this chance with them being top of the league, they could win four. So that's the the elements. The game itself, then um I wouldn't I wouldn't hold out any hope that it's gonna be a classic.
2: Um. Uh, well, I've got such a soft spot for Fulham. I do. I do. I'll be honest with you. And I like, uh, love going to Craven Cottage. And um, I, I'm a huge admirer of Klopp. And I just think, you know, the, the, what he's done, I think, to get this, C, to get this team um, in, in what was, I think, largely considered to be a transitional period, fighting on four is a remarkable job of work. I mean, I know people will will immediately sort of say, oh, kind of, you know," um, uh, you know, will immediately sort of say, oh, "They've thrown money at it, spend big," which of course they have. But come on, I mean, I think this is this is really really impressive for them to be clear at the top. To be uh, you know, into a cup final, still in the FA Cup, still in the Europa League, I think is is fantastic for them. Yes, I think that Fulham, you know, even when Fulham scored last night, you know, the, the Craven Cottage was really loud, it was good, and it was buzzing. And I yeah, I I have got a real soft spot for them. Listen, I mean, you know, I, I did write the other day that Borough humiliated, in which a few borough fans took exception, really said, what do you expect? Well, I expect better than Six one, I'll be honest. I really do. So, you know, that that's that's the flip side. You you don't want a one sided final. And so I guess we've now got a heavyweight final. I'm a bit of a traditionalist like that. Speaking of tradition, I did think it was really interesting this week then that sort of the AFL have called it on again, haven't they, with the Premier League over the two legged semi final. I don't know whether actually that that is a you know, is a is a really good thing. I don't know. I'm not sure um about that. I don't know what you think. Jeremy, simply because I do think something's got to give, and I don't know whether that's a good idea long-term for the Carabao Cup, but it feels like, you know, in the absence of a deal, that's that's the position, really. I don't know quite where that, you know, Andy's been rather dismissive of a cup that I enjoy and has brought quite a lot of success and uh, silverware to a lot of teams and fans and um, bus parades to boot. And um, But where do you stand with the Carabao Cup?
0: Well, in terms of the semi-finals, uh, yeah, well, I think it should be one leg, and it should be on a neutral ground. Obviously, that's the simple solution. I mean, we were sat in IU like guys. Well, I was sat in a press conference earlier the week, and someone asked him about burnout. It's the age old issue, isn't it, with football? And he just sort of shook his head and said, "Listen, it's up to the player. The players need to do something about it. They need to go to the authorities and say we are playing too many games." Um, I mean, the irony is that a club like City, they play a lot of games because they win a lot of trophies. Like, obviously, they won the treble last season. So they played, you know, a staggering amount, of number games to get to that third trophy. But he just shook his head and said, nothing will ever change. The authorities just keep piling on these competitions. Um, Football is all year round now. And um, it's too much. So to have, you know two games in a semi-final of a competition which is, you know, it sounds disrespectful, but it's the, the minority competition, domestic competition out of the three in England is farcical, really. Cross, mm. they, they,
1: they, they could do something. By the way, the Premier League could do something about the fixture um, congestion. They, they they could reduce the Premier League to 18 teams. Man. That could be an idea, as it was originally designed for and.
2: Well, I mean, they could do that, or they could find they <laughs> tell a good um, yeah, I'm being
1: ironic, obviously not a challenge.
2: Well, yeah, well gonna I'm going to be equally ironic, and so they could find a deal, you know, for it. I know I've written a yeah. lot about it, so maybe I'm pushing a, a, a sort of a bit of a self-interest here, because I actually thought it was a good story, but, you know, yeah, there's, but... there's not, I mean, they're just no closer to finding a deal, you know. Right. I mean, if you say that, the Premier League will immediately say, oh, yes, we are, or, you know, basically saying we've put various proposals foot forward. Well put any proposals forward that have been agreed by the clubs, so so yeah, I don't yeah. think we're, we're as far away as ever. I don't care what anyone.
1: I, I, I wonder if they find. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if they find it if they find Rick Parry quite. I don't know abrasive to deal with. Is he? Oh, confrontation! Absolutely. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, continue the irony, of course, of him being one of the founding fathers um, of the Premier League as well. I think. It's, I think it's a great story, man. I, I mean, I, I know you've got. I think it's a fascinating story. I really do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, and it, it's hard to believe they haven't come to some sort of compromise. yet. Yeah. Staggering. Absolutely. Staggering.
0: Because when we were going through the pandemic, when the big, the big, the big spotlight was shot on football, you yeah. know, for various strands of to, of, to the argument of, you know, who, who governs football and who, it's self-interest. And there was a, there was some suggestion that people would come together and do what was right for the game and the players. And you know, we're a couple of years on from that now and it's just we're about to square one, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah. I find it, I mean, it all
0: revolves around one thing, money.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. It's it is crazy. But there you go. Speaking of which, guys, it has been a bit of an underwhelming transfer window. Wanna get you on two though, Phillips and West Ham. You know, is that a good is that a move a good move, guys? Is that I mean, listen, he's got to get back playing, and he? To to, to yeah. basically be in there. I think
0: it's a brilliant move for Phillips. Yeah. For numerous reasons, he's joining a club that are doing well this season. Um, they're going in the right direction, despite this sort of widespread opinion that was just divided opinion. Um, and um, he will get regular games. I think he's, he suits West Ham's style of play. He's played two. He started two Premier League games for Manchester City since he joined them. In eighteen months, He became a standing joke. Phillips in Manchester, he was just a figure of fun. And, um, you know, I think it's a great move for him. And he's joining a club that's managed by a manager who's actually got a good track record of dealing with defensive midfielders. Jed Rice into a 100 million pound player. Even that Thomas Graveson at Everton years ago, the early noughties, he ended up getting, going to Real Madrid. Who would have thought that? So I think he's brilliant and he'll, he'll play regularly. He'll get his confidence back, his match fitness back his uh, self-esteem back and it'll, it'll all be good for England at the Euros because I'm sure we'll take him. Should he make it permanent in the summer? There's a yeah. clause, there? He's just not, listen, there's no shame in playing second field to Rodri at Manchester City. He went to City, he can't turn down a move to Manchester City to work with Pep and he thought he could get in the team. And look, he's, he's Rodri's the best defensive midfielder in the world, there's no question about that. So there's no shame in that, you know, can't dislodge Rodri from the team. So um... You know, he's stuck out eighteen months, it's not like he's down tools, he's had a great attitude despite not getting many games. It's been a credit to himself, really, Phillips, and the way he's approached it all. Um, but he just I hope he succeeds at West Ham, I really do. And he should if it if it goes well, he should stay there.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um... Andy, Q and Trippier. I'll tell you what, he's been a funny little soap opera, this one, hasn't it? Because he's basically, he's staying, he's going, he's staying, he's going, he wants to go, he wants to stay, he's happy to stay, or when Bayern Munich say it's off. These these sort of sagas sometimes have a life of their own in the last couple of days of the window. What do you think? I mean, basically, I, I don't know, I was quite keen also to sort of have a little chat about Newcastle and where, they're, where they are. They clearly want to strengthen, but who do they yeah. sacrifice to strengthen? Okay, and can we come back to that?
0: Yeah.
1: Let's just. Can I just quickly come on to Calvin? Go back to Calvin yeah. Phillips. The, the, the move is everyone and and Jeremy's absolutely correct. Hundred percent good for England, good for Phillips, good for Man City. Even the shop window might get some money from. Good for West Ham. Absolutely disgraceful for the integrity of the Premier League. It should not be allowed to happen. It simply should not be allowed to happen. I mean, it, it's just. And I keep coming back to this. I mean, how. You know How can West Ham, how can you just lend a player mid-season to what, presumably, obviously West Ham aren't a rival. They're supposed to be a rival of Cities, but City obviously just patting them on the head and saying you can have Calvin Phillips as long as you pay us wages. It's been a stain on the integrity of the Premier League since the loan system it was allowed within it. And this is just another example. Another example. Let me tell you, right, three games before the end of the season, who do West Ham play at home? Liverpool, right? We're assuming, because they wouldn't pay his wages otherwise, that Calvin Phillips will be an integral part of that West Ham team, right? So they're playing West They're playing Liverpool three games before the end of the season, yeah? Presumably, Phillips will be, assuming he's fit, assuming he's done well, he'll be the central to that team. Whatever, And maybe they'll beat Liverpool in a very close tie rate. And who've West Ham got on the last day of the season? Who do you think they're playing on the last day of the season, West Ham? City, yeah, exactly. And will they be able to play their strongest side?
0: No, no, no.
1: it's an absolute it, it, it's, it's just wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm, pleased for Phillips, I'm sure he's a nice lad. Please, he's got to play some football. Oh, lovely, great. Private members' club behaving terribly. Simple but as that, are you anyway.
0: That the only solution for Phillips is he he should get a permanent move somewhere, yes.
1: Yeah, well, within the Premier League, yes. Yeah. If West Ham won him, buy him. That's what the. Why do you think clubs get a £40 million pounds in TV and prize money every year? Use it, spend it. It's all part of what should be an an unbelievable, you know, a great competition. That you use that money wisely. You just don't go and borrow a player. I mean, the fact that Sheffield United's best player is arguably not their player. I mean, James Mackenzie. You. I mean, listen, I, I haven't seen enough of them to know that he's their best player this season. But what I've he's seen of him last Sunday. But he's an outstanding player. But he's not their player. He's not a Sheffield United but He's a Manchester City player. You know, he, 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 he can play against Liverpool. He can't play against Manchester City. It just, this, it, it, it's, it, it, but anyway, but you know my views are that rule. And this just, every time a move like this comes around, I just think it's worth re emphasising. But anyway, cross, you go, uh, Newcastle. What were we asking about Newcastle anyway?
2: Even trippier. Oh, yeah. He trippier. Should he stay? Should he go? Does he want to go? Does he want to stay? I understand why why he would want to go. You yeah. know, I mean, I,
1: I, I, we've all been out this season to, um, to Bayern Munich, to to, to um, watch, well, against United it was, wasn't it? But certainly to watch Harry Kane play out there. And, you yeah. know, why wouldn't you go and want to join Bayern Munich? You know, it's a great atmosphere, Newcastle, great club. Well, you know, in Bayern Munich, you go into a club that is literally, you know, in the top top two, three, four clubs in in European history. So why wouldn't you want to go? Um, Secondly, I would have thought it'd be quite financially beneficial for him. Um, And the other thing about about, about that is that, you know, I think it's, 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 are we saying 15 million pound has been turned down? Mm -hmm. Um, Because, well, they don't need to sell, do they? But when you say they do need to sell if they want to reinvest, I understand that. However, is, it, is the £15 million pounds going to make that huge difference? And when Trippier, it seems, is essential to um, how they play and a trusted player for Eddie Howe, having, again, said all that, if you'd watched Cairn in Trippier this season, would you have paid £15 million pounds for a 33-year-old right-back who, let's face it, this season has been culpable for certainly two, three, four goals that I've seen? So it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult. You know what? I know everyone today, and, and certainly Bayern Munich officials last night at the game last night against Union Berlin, they were all, it, 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 it's sort of dead in the water. They're saying Newcastle, you know, no, they're not selling Bayern, right? We're, we're going to move on to someone else. I still think there might be some legs in it before yeah. now in the end of the transfer window.
0: Just a yeah, word. If you were trippier, you'd be pushing hard for that deal, wouldn't you? Yeah, just I just mean, think. What a dream move that is at the twilight of his
2: career. Yeah, Christ! Yeah. Don't, don't tell the Toon Army, don't tell the Geordies. But I mean, say, you, you know, the,
1: yeah. I, I mean, is the, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's not as, you know, happy on um, that Newcastle is, as, as we we're led to believe he is. Don't know. But 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 John, the the, the broader aspect, obviously that the, the you're asking about Newcastle, is it? It's a fascinating, you know, and it's quite a popular subject at the moment, isn't it? You, you know, about this why they can't recruit or. Or how they've got to sell? Can they keep the big name players? You know, the whole list of players now who who, who look—I wouldn't say vulnerable, but you know—they they could get rid of to to recruit. Obviously, Jill Linton's gone injury now, so it's a really interesting time up there at the moment. So on the on, on that broader issue, I what I find quite odd is that people are saying, "Well, you know, oh, they will have to sell." I mean, you know, I mean, you wouldn't want to sell someone like a Gamer, right? She's clearly probably their their, their most valuable asset at the moment. Or an Isaac, um, obviously, they're looking at players who you could, someone like Almiron to Saudi. But what's interesting is that there's there's some widespread, oh, you know, can't believe we have to do that to do that. Well, you know, isn't that the way, isn't that just a general way of life? Is that, you, you, you know, in football, you sell to buy you know i mean if you hadn't spent 50 million pounds on tonali then you could have spent that somewhere else or you know and and that is what that is what happens he really is
2: yeah yeah he really is his psr is the modern way it's the modern way you know isn't it i mean you know i mean I, I, i was having this discussion I was having this discussion yesterday with someone and basically, you know, we were saying about Newcastle and the, sort of the financial situation they find themselves in. They find themselves incredibly cash rich, but un- unable to set- spend it. And I was sort of saying, making the point, you know, Bruno G- Gimora, good was good value, good signing. Um, but, you know, I mean, in market terms, he's a good player. Did they overpay a bit for Isaac, you know? sort of at the time, because if they're the only club in for him, what's the market value? You know, there's no doubt about it. They paid top dollar for him. He's a top player. Don't get me wrong. But basically, if, you know, it did they pay a little bit of an extra? And I wasn't even thinking about Tenali because you forget about Tenali because he's obviously mm-hmm. unavailable. Um, but, you, you know, I mean, then you have to sort of bring it back to the fact that if you pay... Fifteen less for that player, you know. You know, spread your spread your sort of load. You know, get a bit better to value in a midfielder than Tenali. Then, then, basically, all of a sudden, you 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 might be able to strengthen in January. So, this notion that I think that Newcastle are being hard done by, you know, it, 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 it annoys me somewhat because everyone else plays by the PSR rules, and you know, it's a bit of a bone of contention um, for for me on this one. You know, if people break the rules, then I'm sorry, what do they expect? You know, punishment, which I have to say brings me on nicely to Crystal Palace and, and Roy Hodgson, because Palace, I think, is a bit of a segue here. They basically probably want to spend more themselves, but, you know, have to stay within the spending rules, both on contracts, transfer fees, and wages and the like, and basically, therefore you know, probably not being able to sort of strengthen in the way that uh, the fans would, would would particularly want. And the fans sort of protested on Saturday, didn't they, really? G- Gesser, is this Hodgson's last stand? You know, I mean, he, he basically, you know, he's been sort of widely said, doesn't it, this week, that, it, it, you know, his next game might be his last, his last chance saloon to save it. Is that the case? And equally, I mean, we both know we're a bit, don't we? And basically... <laughs> My heart goes out to him. I don't want to see him end his managerial career like this. I'd like to see it, you know, go out in the blaze of glory at the end of the season, if I'm honest. But you know, yeah. yeah.
0: Listen, you, you probably think, you know, you maybe you should have turned it in when he had the chance. And is this a season too far? And well, oh, we all know Roy pretty well, and he's a a really lovable guy. He's like feels like he's he granddad in a lot of ways when he's sick to him. Um they had a fantastic career, but when you look at the current form of Palace, he's way beyond sacking territory. That I mean, one win in twelve, they're hurling down the table. They're in trouble. I mean, you know, I don't think that's too much of an exaggeration to say that it, it could be. Are they in a relegation strap now? I Me and Dunny touched on it last last week on the podcast about how he treated the FA Cup game at Everton, which was pretty disrespectful to the cup and to the club. You know, he was saving his eggs in his basket for the Arsenal game and, and, they, and they got comfortable beaten. So um, I wouldn't want to see him get sacked, but under normal circumstances, that is, that is really, really sackable form. That. And, you know, now would be a good time to sack him because you've still got a bit of time left in the season, nearly half a season, to try and bring someone in and turn things around. Maybe sign a couple of loan players before the end of the window. Um, so, yeah, they're in free fall, and it's a bit cool. but it looks like they are just drifting along aimlessly with no direction.
2: Mm. Are they one of your three to go down, Donnie, as it as it stands? Do you worry a bit for them? No,
1: I don't you know. I, well, I, well, when I say worry, I mean, you know, whether they go down or not, I mean... They'd be—I mean, we, we don't, to be brutally honest—the way they're playing football right now, the way they're playing football right now, you know, they wouldn't be—it wouldn't be a particularly savage loss to the Premier League if Crystal Palace went down. You, you know, they're not playing with any sort of any sort of flair, any sort of panache. Roy, um, I think, set up the—you know—the you know, team looks set up pretty much not to lose games rather than to win games, and they're, and they're losing a lot of games. I mean, i totally agree with Jeremy. I ended up doing the column on it. Mm, I you savage I don't, them then, pal. You savage I, them then? that wasn't them, I mean, it was Roy in particular. You know, I just don't think that I, I think what happened last week in that cup game against Everton, you know, to me would have been the final straw. To, if I was the owner of the football club, I would have turned around and said, Well, hang on I mean, this game's 1-0 with half an hour to go, and you're taking off three best players, you know, Klein, Mitchell, and um, more specifically Jesse, and you, you know what? Because you've got a game. Four days later against Arsenal, the, let's face it, you're going to get rolled over in anyway, no matter who you play, and 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 so it proved. It was, to me, I, I just didn't get that. Um, I didn't get it from Roy. I thought it was the, I don't know, um, a, a decision that just made me think, you know, is this as far as, as he's going to take them? But then again, you're not expecting Roy to take them to, you know, any great heights, are you? You, know, you, you expect them to keep him in the league. And that's all, really, you know, which is why he was brought back in the first place. Um, So an answer, long-winded answer to the question, but they're not playing particularly well football wise. I don't think, I don't think they'll go down because I do think um, there'll be more on a broader issue. They'll, in terms of points deductions, in terms of Everton and Forest situation, in terms of how poor Sheffield United are, and, you know, and Bernie Luton's predicaments, I think Palace might just have enough to stay up. Um, I think, you know, I don't think it's, it's a certainty, but I think, I think they might. And and listen, we all obviously we all have a a lot of affection, um, a lot of respect. More importantly, for for Roy Hodgson. But you, but I, again, John, I think I'm, I'm with you. You know, you would just like to think that it's clearly, it's clearly not going to go on after this season. I wouldn't have thought you would just like it to be managed respectfully and for whatever succession plan, is done in a proper way by the owners.
0: I mean, if he was to be sat crossing, that was his, That was. Terminating his managerial career would be a really sad way to yeah. see him end because he has had an amazing career, yeah. right? He really has. Then- he's managed some big clubs, managed England, obviously, yeah. obviously. Managed England pretty badly, but you know he's he's been a big yeah. figure in football. Yeah, he has. Um, he hasn't won much.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, I,
2: mean I, you. know, back, but I can only say one mean... <laughs> No, but well, I'm just saying we love the guy. The guy's a great guy, and you're just, you know, just piling
1: in no, there. No, no, no. Okay, listen, but, okay, so should I not say it? We're, 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 I mean, should I, should I not say it? I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is the chance of him going, you no, know, listen, listen, no one, I, I, I mean, I, I love Roy, respect Roy incredibly, yeah. and he's been a great ambassador for the game. Oh. But the idea that he's going to go out in a blaze of glory, of course, he can't, get it I uh, as his record suggests, I mean, that, that come on, I mean, he has won, what? Yeah, blimey. Well, he's won the Swedish Cup and he's won the Danish.
2: Ends close and I don't know blimey, What's that saying? Crikey. Which makes <laughs> it even really, which makes, it even, which
0: makes it even more. Which makes even more interesting when you consider the amount of jobs he's at and some teams. Exactly. 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 England. Well, well
1: uh, how would you reflect on Roy's time as Liverpool manager?
2: A bad, a bad fit, bad fit. Oh, no, no, no. For England, I didn't, uh, you know, uh, uh, 2016 was 2016 20, was a disaster. Absolute disaster. 2016 yeah. was a disaster. So As what, 20, what, what, what 20, mean, It was tournament, was, so was, was, was it? The, tournament, the bo- tournament was dreadful, you know? Yeah.
0: The bottom line is this. We went out with the World well Cup with the game to spare.
2: <laughs> well, that, that's, why, that's why, Jeremy, when I say it, tournament with an S on the end, tournament's an absolute disaster. You know, so just just pointing it out. You <laughs> no, don't have to go with me for having a go. I'm not no, having a no, go. No, I, I, you, listen, I like him. I like I'm, him. I like him. I'm just I pointing out. And, I'm, I'm, and what's good is, 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 as
1: I say, he's always been, you know, highly regarded, always conducted himself, you know, in the main really well and had a lot of good big jobs. I mean, and but you can't not point out that actually in yeah. terms of trophies, well, he hasn't won any since his days in
0: Scandinavia. Terrible, crossing my my Mrs. Nicholas should be cringing at this. She won't have a bad word said about
2: Roy. Too right, too right. We, we yeah we 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 we, we love Nicholas here on, on the show. Uh, right, I think we can do it. We can instead. Anyway, because um, yeah, she speaks sense about Roy. Well, guys, guys, let's talk about the FA Cup this weekend. Because honestly, Tottenham, Tottenham, Man City kicks it off. We've Got Chelsea, Villa as well. Um, but Tottenham, Man City. And I was just formulating thoughts in my head this morning. This is definitely Posta Coglu's best chance of a trophy. Um, and obviously, Scotland you know, fans are clearly, I don't know that they're obsessed with trophies as much as people are obsessed with Spurs, other fans, you know, obsessed with the fact that basically Spurs should win a trophy, really. Um, so then this is their best opportunity under Posta Coglu. Equally, Manchester City, the holders, and you know this is their their, their troubles on the line uh, as well. Tomorrow night. It's a cracking tie with with both, you know, plenty at stake. Really, I do think this is you know two of the best teams in the Premier League right now, Um and and it's it, it, you know it's a fascinating one. How do you how do you see it, Jeremy?
0: Yeah, you look, it's the tie the round by country mile, in my opinion. City desperate to. Hold on to that cup. Guardiola, in his bonkers mind, will think he can win another treble this season, back-to-back trebles, without a question. Um, so he'll pick his full-strength team. He'll have to because Tottenham, you know, they are great to watch Tottenham. They really are. I think he's, Costa Coggle's done a fantastic job there since he arrived. What you have to be when you play City is you have to be brave. You have to be ambitious and brave. And there's no doubt Tottenham are that team and at home as well. You, you should expect a cracking, cracking game. Really, um, it's a shame they met so early in the competition because this this could be a good final, really. Um, so it is a shame that they are meeting in the fourth round, but we should be about it. I expect City to win because they've got more quality. But if Tottenham play well on the day at home, you never know.
2: Yeah, yeah, and the and, uh, new we're uh, at new uh, no uh, Newport Man United on Sunday, isn't it? And uh, as the as the traditionalist of the of the FA Cup and the the potential giant killing, is there a glimmer here in this one on Sunday? It,
0: yeah, oh absolutely. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no.
1: Listen, of course it is. I mean, um, just quickly going back to City's Spurs, City, Spare, uh, Spare City it, 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 it should be an absolute cracker, shouldn't it? I mean, it really, really should. Have. But obviously, City's record against Spurs isn't fantastic. Um, so, you know, I think that that will come into it as well. So, but I'm saying that they've all had plenty of rest. So, no, no, no reason why they shouldn't be playing. I, I know they're in midweek Premier League games, but even so. I can't see them like you know not be and and this is going to be great to see now with like you know a couple of weeks since he made that cameo against um, Newcastle? It's going to be brilliant to see De Bruyne back. We right, that's going to be I mean a compelling game it, it, and it always is between Spurs and City and and I think it'll be the same. Um, but in terms of you could argue in terms of the context of the FA Cup, the tie of the round is without a doubt at Newport County. You know this is what this is what obviously the FA Cup is all about um and is is there a prospect yes listen they had um beat wrexham the other day in newport county you know and that is no mean feat. never mind their their win away at Eastley in the previous round they beat wrexham in in division two which suggested an upturn and form in division two um Listen, we we have all seen Manchester United. They made they made fairly, fairly easy work of Wigan in the previous round. I was at that game. Um I suspect on a on the tighter ground, um maybe conditions not as as good as they were at Wigan, even though it was very cold at night, they might um they might suit Newport more. I, yeah, listen, I expect Manchester United to win. Obviously, everyone does. However, you know, this is what this is what this the stage of the competition should be all about. Tie the
0: around, I think, without a doubt, yeah. The thing is, Crossy, this is the only cup United can win this season. Mm. So we just see what how strong a team he puts out because they cannot they cannot lose this game for various reasons. So I'd expect Tenard to, to pick a pretty much full strength team. Yeah. He didn't go full strength last time at Wigan, didn't he? yeah pretty
1: much yeah it, it was yeah it was pretty much was it if I remember right yeah, yeah yeah it was it was pretty much yeah 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 yeah, yeah he did he, yeah he, he played yeah I'm trying to think what, what exactly the team was yes it was
2: it was as the strong as they could have played yes yeah yeah absolutely no it'd be interesting to see I love it I love it I think we've got the Glamour tie and then we've got yeah. the classic tie so I do think that that's fantastic and uh Yeah, really, really good uh, cut fixtures to look forward to this weekend. So looking forward to it. Guys, thanks so much for joining. Nice to see you.